How we doing, Long Run? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Okay, but if you don't know me, my name is Luke Harvey. Um, uh, I'm 19 years old. I'm a student at Boyce College, and I'm just, I'm very thankful um, for Brother Robert giving me an opportunity to preach this morning. And uh, if you want, please turn, if you have your Bibles, please turn to Luke chapter 15. We're going to be in verses uh, 11 through 32. And the reason why we're going to be in here, the, the, this passage, the way, like, the Lord has touched my heart because he's shown me in this passage, he's revealing his character and he's revealing his grace and has shown me that no matter how much we sin, no matter how much I sin, that his grace abounds and that he's, he's there with open arms just telling me to come home. So if you would, please follow along with me and read Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. And he said, and this is Jesus speaking, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he arose and spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who had sent him into the field to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. And he ran and embraced and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But his father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us celebrate for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older brother was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing. And he called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I've never disobeyed your commandment, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Please pray with me this morning. Father, thank you for today. Father, I pray that you would just, your word would speak. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just speak through me. 
And I pray that you would get any distractions out of this room. Please get any distractions, God, out of our minds and out of our hearts. And please let us receive your word. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so before we dive into this passage, we got to look at some context. So in John, uh, Luke chapter 14, Jesus just at the very end talked about the cost of discipleship. And so there's a ton of, uh, there's a group of people around Jesus. And if you look at verse number one of chapter 15, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, Jesus. And the Pharisees and scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So Jesus starts to talk in parables to the Pharisees. And so parables are stories meant to, tell, meant to reveal the Lord's character. Okay? And so let's jump in to verse number 11. I've got three points today. My first point is going to be the younger brother. Okay? So we start in verse number 11. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Okay, so we have these, this father and his two sons. These are, these are two Jewish, Jewish boys. And the younger said to his father, like, Dad, give me my inheritance so I can go out. The younger said and saying, I'm like, I'm dad, I'm out. And so he goes, and he goes as far away as possible. He's trying to get as far away from his dad as possible. And it said he squandered his property in reckless living. This is important. Listen to this. Because here, the son is living in blatant rebellion. We see that when he squanders his property in reckless living, he's living in blatant rebellion against his father. So meet me in verse number 14. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his field to feed the pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. Okay, so severe famine hits the land. This younger son is out of money. And so what he does is he goes out and he hires himself to this man to feed pigs. And you see that he's longing to be fed with what the pigs ate. He was so hungry. And you're probably thinking, man, that's, that's pretty low. And it is low. I mean, feeding, feeding pigs and longing to be fed with what they ate. But guys, it's lower than that because you got to think of the context. These are two Jewish, or sorry, this, this is a young Jewish boy who is still under the law of Moses. And so I'm going to jump really quick to Leviticus chapter 11, verse number 7. But I'm going to start in the beginning of 4. It says, Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud or part the hoof, you shall not eat these. And then verse number 7. And the pig, because it parts the hoof and is cloven-footed, but does not chew the cud, is unclean to you. You shall not eat any of their flesh, and you shall not touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. So not only is this son feeding pigs, not only is he working with them, he is longing to be fed with what they eat. And that is a sin in the law of Moses. And he's defiling 
the law of Moses, and he's defiling his father's honor. He's not worthy to come home. Guys, for a Jewish boy, this is as low as you can go. This is as low as you can go. But listen to this. But in verse number 17, it says, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And so we see the realization of his losses. He's like, he's like, dude, what, what am I doing? He realizes that I am here eating pig slop and dishonoring my father when my father's servants get, treat, get treated better than this. And so he realizes there's a realization of his lostness. And then he comes home. He decides to come home, guys, even in the midst of everything that he's done, even in the midst of defiling his father's honor and defiling the law of Moses and sinning against God, he decides to come home. So about a year ago, my, uh, my brother-in-law was about to get married. And so we had like a little bachelor party. We had some of the, the groomsmen come with us and we went to this family friend's house, this lake house. And they had these really nice jet skis, okay? We have four jet skis, and like one of them was like this super nice $20,000 jet ski. I mean, it was decked out. So we take the jet skis out for a few hours. We're having a good time. And when we come back, I, I asked my brother-in-law, Blake, I said, hey, can I ride the really nice jet ski? He goes, yeah, sure, why not? So we're out there for like five more minutes, and I'm zooming. And I start to slow down, and I start to turn left. And one of the groomsmen is behind me that I didn't realize, and I turned left, and he goes, Luke, no, 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 no. We T-boned so hard. And I was like, you, you know that moment that where it's like, that just happened, and I can't undo that. And I have to explain to these people that I barely know that we just wrecked their jet skis. And so we go back, and we go inside. Me and the guy that, I hit, the, that, that hit me, we were like, what, what are we going to say? And so we start practicing our, our I'm sorry speech, just like, just like in verse number 19, he says, or verse number 18, where he says, Father, I have sinned against heaven before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. He's practicing an I'm sorry speech. So that's me and my buddy. That's what we're doing. We're coming up with these people. It's like, what are we going to say? And we go up to the owner of the house, and we tell her, hey, we accidentally just, we just wrecked your jet skis. And she goes, oh, that's fine. And we were like, what? And she goes, oh, no, they're insured. And so we go outside. We go check them. And it's like, and she goes, oh, no, yeah, you guys are fine. Don't even worry about it. Because we were prepared. We were like, like we're going to pay. Don't even worry about it. But she said, no, it's covered. Don't worry about it. And me and, like, that was the moment that our undeserving grace, that undeserving grace just flowed over us. That we didn't deserve to have grace. We deserved really to pay the penalty. But she showed us grace that we don't deserve. And the reason why I tell you this is because look at verse number 20. Point number two, the character of the father. Verse number 20. And he rose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Guys, this is where we see the father's character displayed. That he didn't meet his son with contempt. When, his, when he, the son came home, the father wasn't like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you defiled me in this way. I can't believe you spent your money on that. I can't believe that you would work with pigs. But he came home and the father embraced him and kissed him and showed compassion. And the, that relationship was reconciled because the son came home. And then the father said, no, not only this, put Put a robe on him, put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, kill the best calf because we are about to celebrate that my son is now home. He is alive. This is where Jesus depicts the father's character in this parable. But guys, this is not the first time that the father's character is displayed. This is not the first time. It was displayed over 2,000 years ago before that. I'm going to jump to Exodus real quick. Exodus chapter 34, the Lord is speaking to Moses in verses 6 and 7. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. This is where Jesus puts the Father's character on display in the parable, but we see that the same words that the Lord uses to describe himself in Exodus are the exact same characteristics that Jesus gives the Father in this parable. Guys, these are the characteristics of the Father. God is gracious and abounding in steadfast love. He's been this way from eternity's past, and he will be this way from eternity's future. God is gracious, and he's loving, and he's merciful. But even in the midst of his mercy, even in the midst of his grace, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Look at that part, but who who will by no means clear the guilty. He will by no means clear the guilty. Guys, God is loving. He's gracious. But he's also this thing called just. He's just. He He can't let sin go under the rug. He can't swipe it under the rug. It has to be paid for. The reason being that God is holy. The word holy means set apart from sin. He's set apart from any impurity. Sin cannot enter into God's presence. So the question is, how can we as sinners draw near to a God who is set apart from sin? And it's through Jesus. Guys, Knowing that we can't draw near to God on our own efforts, God sent his son Jesus. He sent him in the flesh to live a completely perfect life. And when he was on the cross, he took on that debt that we owed, that death that we deserved, all of our sin that separates us from God. Jesus took it upon himself and took on the wrath of God the Father when he was on the cross. Jesus was buried 
for three days. And on the third day, he rose again, conquering death and sin because we could not. Jesus rose from the dead. And scripture says, for if you confess Jesus as Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Guys, God wants a relationship with you. He wants that relationship with you. But you can't have that relationship apart from Jesus. And look, look at verse number 22. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. Guys, God shows us grace that we don't deserve he shows us undeserving mercy and grace and not only does he save us through jesus not only does he give us eternal life but god is saying come eat with me come have a relationship with me come love me and i will love you draw near to me guys god wants to be with you and wants a relationship with you draw near to him through jesus You can only have a relationship with God through Jesus. So we've looked at the younger son. We've looked at the character of the father. My last point is going to be the older son. Meet me in verse 25. Now the older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. So the son's like, like what, what, what's all this music? What's all this dancing? And the servant comes up to him. He's like, your brother's home and your dad just killed the fattened calf for him. And this older brother is not very happy about that. And so in verse 28 says, but he was angry and refused to go in. Listen to that. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I have served you and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. And when this son of yours who came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes. You killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. And all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. His brother refused to go in the house. His brother was hard. His brother's heart was hard towards his younger brother. And so dad comes out and and the son, the older son's like, dad, what are you doing? Why why did you kill the fattened calf for him? He's done all these things. He is unworthy of your grace. Look at all these things that I've done. I deserve this. He doesn't deserve this. And we see the hardness of the brother's heart towards his younger brother. We have to think, who is Jesus speaking to in this parable? He's speaking to the Pharisees. In verse number two of chapter 15, and the Pharisees and scribes grumbled saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. 
there is a self-righteousness about the Pharisees. And there is a self-righteousness about this older brother. Thinking that he can earn his father's favor with good works. Guys, he talked about how unworthy his younger brother was. When he himself is also unworthy. We are all unworthy. We need to recognize our unworthiness. We're not good enough to be saved. Guys, you could be going to church every Sunday. You could be here four or five, <coughs> sorry, five times a week. You could be praying for four hours a day and read 10 chapters of your Bible a day and will never be enough. Your works before God will never be enough. Do not become self-righteous. Do not let your heart become hard towards the Lord. You need Jesus. Only Jesus can save you. And the reason why you do good things, the reason why you go to church, the reason why you pray and talk to God and walk with him is because of what Jesus has already done. Can't earn his favor. Has to be given to you. And the thing about this older brother is that his heart was hard. And he didn't, he didn't want his younger brother to receive mercy. Guys, but the heart of God is that sinners would come to him and receive mercy and grace. Is that your heart? Is your heart hard towards the kingdom of God? Is it hard towards the Lord? Do you long to see lost people come to know Jesus? Do you long to see lost people come to know Jesus? Or are you self-righteous and saying, this person does not deserve to come into the kingdom of God when you don't deserve to come into the kingdom of God? None of us do. It's by his grace. It's by God's mercy that we are allowed to draw near his presence and call him Father. It is through grace that we have been saved. And we see that the brother was on the outside and the father said, Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Here we see the father offering his brother, offering, sorry, offering his son to come back in. He's offering the older son to come in and celebrate. Guys, the big point of this is that both the sons were lost, but only one of them recognized it. Both the sons needed to come home, but only one of them did. So this morning, when you think, which brother do you resonate the most with? Are you living in rebellion, in open rebellion against the Lord? Are you living in secret sin? Or are, is your heart hard towards God's kingdom? Is your heart hard towards the Lord? Is your heart hard towards other people? Have you become self-righteous and realized I'm not even worthy to speak to you, God? The Father offers both the sons to come back home. And the invitation this morning is, guess what? There's grace. And the Father is here with his arms open wide. He's saying, come home. Whether your heart is hard or whether you are living in rebellion, he's saying to come home and experience the grace that is in him. There is forgiveness in Jesus. There's reconciliation in the Lord. There's restoration. There's love. None of these things can be found apart from Jesus. And he's offering that to you as a gift of grace. He's saying, come to me and find 
life and be found. So I want to invite you this morning to confess sin before the Lord and just respond to this message because guys, God is gracious and he wants a relationship with you and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So come and respond this morning. Please pray with me. Father, thank you so much for this gracious opportunity to preach your word. Father, we are unworthy people. We are unworthy to speak to you. We are unworthy to call you Father. The only reason why we're worthy is because of Jesus' worthiness that he places on us through faith. God, I pray that you would just soften the hearts in the room, and I pray that we would draw near to you. I pray that we would draw near to you and find forgiveness and restoration in you. God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.